Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. I think I said that last week. The sun is shining, which is nice. It makes a big difference, even if you're yes. just inside. Um, yes. So I'm enjoying that very much. Good. And probably that's all I can say. That, that's enough. That was very positive and upbeat, and we like that. What about you? How are you? I am also fine, thank you. This was my first week of term and teaching, so wow. I had my... I know, and it was my lovely new MA students who mm -hmm. were all, you know, they were all great. They'd done all the reading. They had loads of interesting and exciting points to make. That's so we wonderful. just did a class that was kind of historiography mm -hmm. and then a class that was about defining terms. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting and they were great. So that what was all good. I feel we're launched now. Great. Can you mention one of the terms or two? Well, I mean, they're not very... Dress. Mm -hmm. Why do we say dress rather than fashion? You know, what's the difference between... If, so, because I think it's like, you think you know all these things, but you need no. to kind of define everything. Mm. And so we... I always use Joanne Eicher and Ruth Barnes' text about definition, defining dress and that dress is any bodily modification, because I think that's such a good mm. way of thinking about it. So it's... It's your clothes, your accessories, your shampoo and hair, your makeup, deodorant, you know, tattoos, mm. scarification, anything that you're doing to your body. So we talked about that and that was really good. And we also talked a lot about thinking, you know, recognizing what your perspective is and kind of checking yourself mm. and thinking about how to look at things from different perspectives so not just a white middle class mm. European perspective which is what historically has been the case in a mm. lot of histories so we've talked a lot about both how you study dress and the ways dress functions to express all these multitudinous ideas and mm. identities and contexts wow, so basically it's all about challenging yourself mm. and going from the evidence start with the evidence let the evidence tell you where to go that was that was and then next week we're talking about modernisms wow so that will be fun and and i'm hoping to get to see the kimono exhibition before then because some of them are going to be doing presentations on it and i i'm so silly i didn't even realize it's going to be an issue trying to go and see it oh yeah i know <laughs> it really is. Mm, yeah someone told me quite a while ago it was impossible really so yeah good, good luck they, to it's you like they mm. release tickets at 9 30 every morning oh really that's how it works yeah. mm. and it's like i keep getting to it too late because i'm teaching then or i'm mm. preparing to teach or whatever and like this morning i went on and there was there was a ticket at 12.30, oh. but I couldn't get to yeah. the mm. be there for 12.30 today. So I just have to keep hoping yeah. that one will pop up. Yeah, but it's been interesting. Oh, and I want to tell you, I'm rereading Jessica Mitford's book, Hons and Rebels. Oh, wow. Which I think is just brilliant. I really, really like this book. And I like it that it's Hons, not Ons. It's Hons because it's referring to hens. Oh, okay. 
I have don't you think read it? I really I like don't it. think I have. I was quite into the Midford sisters for a while and I read, you know, there's so many books written about them. Yeah. And then I read I read another Nancy Midford novel in Paris set in Paris. Yes. Um Love in a Cold Climate? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's a long time ago and I don't think I ever read Hans and Rebels. It's it's just so it's like fascinating and it's really funny in places and it's really interesting of you know as a kind of very privileged girl's account of you know the early 20th century because she's the one who becomes a communist so there's a lot of her fighting with unity and diana mm. who are friends with hitler yes and there's a lot of you know her she's one of the younger ones so her sort of looking at Nancy and Nancy's so fashionable and chic mm. and everything. Um, but the things that I wanted that I was reading the other day that I wanted to mention to you because I really like them. There's this bit where she's going to a party and she's got a mauve lame dress. This would be in the thirties, a mauve lame dress. But she's really disappointed when she puts it on because it smells tinny. <laughs> so she's like aware of this. That's tin so good. That? That's that so good. Because it's like. When she said it, it says that she it's Mauve Lame, you think, wow, mm. I can just imagine a 30s Mauve Lame. But so funny, the idea, because you can so imagine yes. being out all evening and just thinking, ew, I can yeah. smell that smell. Mm. So I really like that. And then I also really liked, there's lots of stuff about being given, you know, money, allowances for your clothing and stuff. And she's pretending that she is going on a world cruise with her family but she's actually buying clothes to run away with the man who becomes her her partner to join the spanish civil war and he's saying to her she has to get something that she can run with all the equipment like a typewriter a camera etc etc to record to write on the what's happening in the war and she needs something, you know, she's got to build herself up. So she's trying to do exercises <laughs> so that she could run across the field with all this equipment because he says she's too kind of weedy. And then the other thing that I think is just brilliant is she's been looking at photographs of um, female guerrillas in the Spanish Civil War mm-hmm. to try and work out what you would wear, you know, <laughs> what does one wear to do this. And she decides that the best thing is it because I was trying to remember there's a there's a famous female photographer who there are pictures of her and then pictures of of, of people fighting the civil war women fighting the civil mm. war and they're really amazing and they've all got these jumpsuits on so Nancy Mitford decides that the best thing to do is buy a ski suit and wear that have that to take with her so she buys a brown corduroy ski suit really does she yes. say where from I think possibly the army and navy, mm. and she, so she goes. It's Gerda Taro, I think, is the, the photographer, photographer. Mm. that I was thinking of. Um, yeah, it's so brilliant. So she goes and buys this thing, and then she to trick her family so she can get away. She pretends that these friends of hers are going to be in Dieppe. So she keeps saying, telling her family that she's going to Dieppe mm. to see the twins which she absolutely is not. She's going with this Esmond Romilly en route to to Spain. 
And so when Nanny is packing her bag for what she thinks is two weeks in Dieppe, Nanny's saying, oh, you don't want this horrible old thing about this brown ski suit. And she's like, oh, yes, it's just going to be perfect for motoring around France. Uh That's what I've got it for. But it's actually to go and fight. Yes, yeah. and take part in, yeah. this, in, in and kind of write about the civil war. Wow, well, I no, I definitely, I can't, I definitely haven't read that. I can't recall any of this. This sounds yeah, very interesting. It's super interesting, and it's really fascinating how, like, her parent. It it it's also like really interesting of how because there's so many of them, they kind of the younger ones kind of invent their own language and they're living in the countryside a lot of the time and their parents don't you know think there are enough of them you know just the group of siblings so they don't need friends so they're not allowed to have friends over and they're schooled at home in a really kind of not really being schooled at all kind of way and then so it's really interesting that she's kind of ordering all of these books about communism because she becomes increasingly interested in communism. And at one point, they're all calling her a ballroom communist <laughs> because that's where she's based with all her communist books is in the oh, really? of this <laughs> which is so brilliant. But it's really, oh, it's such a good read and it's so fascinating and it's just her family is so well connected and when when they do finally get to spain she and esmond romilly her parents there's then like a telegraph a telegram sorry a, appears where they're staying signed by anthony eden no. they have to come back and that then they send a destroyer a british destroyer that she's obliged to go to no. by you know by the consulate to try and get her to come back and it's like her whole family are, you know conspiring to try and get her back in england so yeah it's it's really really fascinating but i just love my favorite dress things are the tinny smelling mm. army dress and the, the ski suit the ski suit yeah. for guerrilla warfare so another thing i need to get well it's it's good because it's giving you practical fashion it's yeah. giving you spectacular fashion it's showing you the way so I, I think it's very good. And I'm going to send a Gerda Taro, Taro sorry, photograph. Thank I think you. maybe one of the ones that inspired her to feel that was the, the, way, that to was the way to dress. Yeah. But I do like the idea of going into like the army and navy or somewhere and <laughs> yes. I'm thinking, hmm. Yeah, I keep seeing it. We have a lovely ski suit and it's from Phoenix. And, um, oh, I think you've shown it. Yeah, to us. it's really nice. It's for skiing and skating, and I keep seeing her in Phoenix. Yeah, I, I just like the idea of being in a department store but doing stealth Spanish Civil War. Yeah, shopping. Yeah, yeah that's very, very good. good. So that was my, that's my big news of the week. Okay, I've been reading up on what you recommended about the Wide Awakes. So interesting. So, what do you find most interesting? Oh my God, where do I even start, Beatrice? Mm. I mean, I'm fascinated by the original Wide yes. Awakes from 1860. So I really am fascinated that this is a historically rooted form of protest. Not protest, but of... Activism, I guess. Activism, yes, mm. that's the right word. 
and I really like their capes. Yeah, and I keep, I read quite a bit about them, but people people don't say that much about their clothes apart from that they wear oilcloth capes and that is mm. to do with the lamps that they're carrying. Yes. Um, someone says in one of the articles, I think the one in the New York Times, there's a sort of reenactor who says, oh, I think they also liked that the oilcloth was shiny and you know, with the lamps, that would have looked quite spectacular. Because I kept thinking, this is, I don't know, I just find it, it makes sense in one, on the one Mm. hand, but part of me also thinks, "Mm, is this just purely a practical thing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it also adds a lot of swagger. Yeah. So I think it's both. Mm. I can imagine that there might have been some improvisation because they carried their torches, they're protecting Lincoln and candidates linked to Lincoln for abolition, for democracy, Mm. for lots of good things. So you can imagine someone might have thought, ew, I keep getting... I'm sure lots of men in 1860 said ew, first of all. But their their oil lamp torches were dripping on them so what you know wrap something around you that will be protective and then it becomes a fashion statement that's how i like to imagine it yeah everyone thinks swagger yeah i like that and i like also that it's it's a really easy adapted and adopted style that's that it doesn't really you know oilcloth wouldn't have been expensive it would have been really easily available making a cape is within the capabilities, no pun intended, of most people of that time, or you could possibly buy little capes, I don't know. Yeah, in one but, article it said that tailors experienced shortages of the enameled cloth used to make them. Oh, wow. Hmm. And I liked it that it was called enameled cloth, because yes. I had to look that up. I didn't know that oil cloth was also No, I'd never heard that before. I don't, to be perfectly honest, I don't know an awful lot about oil cloth. No, I don't. I just read the Wikipedia entry, which mm. is a bit dreadful of me, but yes. Mm. But I think that's interesting. And yes, I think, and like wearing a military cap, it's sort of interesting how much they're influenced by an idea of the military as being a way to organize yourself effectively and to have kind of discipline yeah it's interesting they're not just like a rabble of you youths who decide to support Mm. lincoln i guess it comes back to what seems to come up a lot at the moment when we talk with this sort of formations of people and Mm. you know Mm. yeah no i think i think you're right and i think there's a there's a really interesting article i always give my students to read about rallies during the the, and parades during the Weimar Republic and that talks a lot about the kind of parades that are less formal so not like military parades or something where the movement of the bodies of the marchers is kind of compelling and that there can be a blurring between the participants and the audience Mm. following them and and the kind of mirroring of, of movement and action an encouragement of movement and action outwards from the marches, I think, is really powerful as yeah. well. And did you read, I read in one of the articles I looked at, now what are they called, that there was there was at least one black 
wide awake. Yeah, I group read that called too. Called the Thumner Greys, but then when I couldn't find anything about them, could you? No, I did. I only saw saw that sort of mentioned almost in passing. Boston, yeah. I think, was yeah one one group, but there were I think they mentioned like three places. And women, there were apparently women as well. Um, yes, but that, again, I feel like we need more on that. Because, yeah. like, clearly young men, mainly working class, but also, like, clerks and people who are kind of white-collar workers were the predominant wide-awakes. Yeah. That there seems to be, like, the wide-awake eye reminded me both of Masonic, Masonic imagery... Yeah. And also French revolutionary kind of enlightenment ah, yes. mm. imagery because mm. I was thinking of you know that like all the amazing events that they had and festivals yes. during the French Revolution you often had that all-seeing eye didn't you yeah at the at the top that's of true of a of a I was gonna say stick but that's not the pole maybe it's the yeah, right word not yeah, a stick. Yeah. But yeah, also, so I guess emblem even seventeenth century emblem books I doubt that they got it from there but. I think that's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of emblems yes. with an eye. Yes, you're right. Mm. So it it's kind of interesting that that has that has a history that, and then it, the kind of what would have been a relatively recent history of the French Revolution and the kind of connections between the American Revolution and the French Revolution, and the kind of sympathies between the two. And then I read also because they wear military caps, mm. and then red, white, and blue on that but i don't know if it's like ribbons is it a cockade what is it that they had that's red white and blue oh yeah i didn't read that about the color because that's also really like the french revolution where you have things like the cockade that are really easy to make and carry on your body and equally easy to hide and i mean wide awakes wouldn't have needed no. to hide them but but mm. that that sort of sense of badges and ribbons and colors that is so easy to adopt so you can become something very quickly and carry it on with you and on you really easily I thought was interesting I also I don't know if you read there was an article that I liked that talked about how they were super duper keen to kind of involve everyone and how they would they would go and you know cheer outside newspapers that supported them but equally go and you know harangue outside newspapers that didn't support them because it seems like the growth of the press was really instrumental in enabling them to communicate their ideas and get support across the country but I also like that they would appear outside you know like governors and prospective senators houses in the middle of the night and you know be like we're so excited about politics please yeah. come and speak to us and you know that some elderly republicans were like no go mm. away because mm. it's also interesting that the Republican Party had only started in 1854 and here they are doing this in 1860. Yeah, I hadn't read that, what you just said about them, the newspapers and them being outside of people's houses. I, I just like the idea. I like the sort of mental image of an elderly politician, very respectable, coming mm. out and there's all these people like, come on, give us a speech. And they're obviously were very proud of their uniform and being part of this because yes. there are a lot of photos of people, album and prints of young men with their, in their uniform. So I thought that was interesting. 
that they went well not a lot i guess you know i found them on auction house websites and they always say this is extremely rare yeah for them to be quite rare they're quite a few few of them and i thought that was interesting yeah they... it's really interesting the the idea you know you take the trouble to go to the studio and be recorded in your uniform yeah absolutely and I, and it is interesting because it seems like at some points they've been written about as kind of foretelling the civil war but it yeah. seems like at the time that wasn't in their you know that wasn't what they were thinking yeah. they were doing mm. and it seems it seems like it's it's to get lincoln in to get the republican party in and to abolish slavery and to stop slavery being spread into the western states of america yeah no it's so i mean so i that was an incredibly long and intricate answer of what do i find interesting <laughs> because what got me into learning about this because i feel like this is something we should have been told about mm. but i had no idea about no it. i didn't but was looking at hank willis thomas's work and the new wide awake and they're so fabulous and interesting aren't they yeah really really inspiring so inspiring mm. i love this idea of joy as resistance yeah i really like that and that I li- is amazing and i like their principles um yes mindfulness generosity radical listening i really like that that's excellent yeah. radical listening. clear and honest communication personal responsibility accountability if you live by that everybody's principle yeah if you live by that i think if you manage to do that i think generosity i'll probably fall down sometimes um, oh you're very generous mm, mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i really i really like that and i like the idea of using art um, i think it's just it's just magnificent i think the whole because i think because he set up for freedoms yes. before the 2016, didn't he? And then I think he had various things planned at the beginning of this year, but yes. then with everything that's happened this year. But it's just such a wonderful, generous, joy-giving idea that it's bringing colour and music and art and performance to protest and making that the protest itself. Yeah. You know, because it's it's resisting the kind of just grinding awfulness of many aspects of politics and power structures at the moment and i think it's really brilliant the way it is rooted in history that that it's this i like the kind of sense of like parades and activism echoing down the centuries do you know what i mean yeah and picking up i'm i know it's a sort of small thing and maybe superficial thing but picking up the cape yes um yeah, and the amazing, amazing capes yes. that people are making. Oh my God, I really love the ones. There's a, there's a, a roundup on in vogue of various yes. designers who've mm. been involved, and I really love the ones that there's Anya A Young Chi and Kambui Olujimi. Those are just gorgeous. Yeah, I love the uh, wild wildcat ebony brown and the good good community collaboration. Yes, I really like really like that really one. amazing mm. and i i like the the wildcat ebony brown is that that's the one with the neon fringe exactly yeah yeah i mean of course you mm. need neon fringe yeah amazing and i like the reflective one i don't know if that was in i maybe saw that one on um instagram rather than in oh, Vogue. okay but mm. someone's made one of reflective 
fabric so it suddenly glows in the dark if it catches a oh, wow. light source, mm. which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. And they had, they had like, internationally, they had events, didn't they, on the 3rd of October, which is the the anniversary of the original the Wide Awakes Massive formation. march, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those marches just, again, seem so joyful, and it just seems so, I think it just seems so intuitive of the key artists and designers who are involved in this to do this at this moment you know that it it just seems so needed and so just completely inspiring and I think as well what do you think of this bitch I really think the capes that they're making encourage you to move oh that's an interesting idea I just feel like they've all got colors and patterns and neon fringing yes that would look even more amazing if you moved and danced about that's true yeah no I hadn't thought of that and I like that they do cake, cape, not cake, cape making workshops. That's what we've all needed all yeah, our lives. Yeah, really. And it's such good politics. It's good thinking. It's good community thinking. It's like a brilliant way for different kinds of artists to come together. Mm. And to communicate, I just, mm. the way it's just very clear. I mean, things maybe aren't as clear and simple, but I... I just really like how words are used also in yes in yes. yeah the communication and on the website and I think that's really I really like that as well it's a sort yeah. of you know quite a powerful call call to action absolutely mm. and the fact that they've you know they've used this eye symbol which we've talked about already and that, that so they've developed a brand they've said anyone can use that brand mm. so it's completely inclusive and it's also through the capes and the like beautiful kinds of various kinds of African fabrics mm. and patterns and colors that they're using that it's literally bringing visibility to yes. those who have been de- disenfranchised in all kinds of different ways. But it's celebrating, projecting out. It's. It, I just love the white mm. wings. Thank you for letting me know because I might oh, no, my well goodness. have missed them. I also loved the questionnaires on the um, that were part of the Dazed article. Oh, I didn't see the questionnaires. So um, they're about different types of things, so depending on the um, artist. And mm. they sort of just ask you questions or, or tell you to do something. But I, I particularly like the Anya Ayung-Chi one, which um, is all about clothes, and it asks really interesting... I mean, I just love the question, is if... I could wear one special piece of clothing every day, what would it be? Oh la la, that is a good question. Yeah. I have to think about that. Or my and most this is on days. Yeah, my most magical <laughs> sartorial memory is Ooh, wow. Or tutu or cape or both. Wow. Or if I could blend two fashion icons into one. <gasps> they would be that's, I think they're all really hard. I can't answer any they of these. They are. I'm not, I'm not prepared to just glibly answer yeah. any of them. Yeah, it's actually quite hard. The yes. tutu cape one I could probably do, but that's about it. Um, uh, yeah, I'd definitely just be cape. Yeah, I think I'll be cape. I'd yes, be cape. unless it's a kind of Giambattista Valley style tutu-esque Ooh. ball dress, in which case I would consider wearing okay. the cape as well. Mm. Yeah, that's a good caveat, I think. Mm. But I'm not having just 
a Halloween costume style <laughs> tutu. tutu with a cape. That's fine. I understand that. Thank you. But otherwise, I'm embracing all of it. Good. Wonderful. Well, there's stuff for us to do again. More things there to is, find yes, out. I think we have extra homework this yes, week. Yes. Marvellous. Well, Joya's resistance, Beatrice. Yes. And I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.